Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I am coming to you on a Tuesday. Yesterday, I did not get a chance to record the podcast, so you're getting it a day late, but better late than never. All right, you guys, today I want to talk to you guys about ownership, but I'm not going to talk about it in the traditional way. So when we think of ownership, Oftentimes, it's taking responsibility of our actions, of our thoughts, of our results, of of our feelings, okay? And that's really important. It's important that when we do something, that we take full responsibility and we do take ownership of the things that we're creating in our life. But I want to talk about a specific scenario where oftentimes we take ownership for things We do not have to own, but choose to own, and how that doesn't serve us in our life. So years ago, and I think maybe I've shared this on the podcast before, I was reading a book, and I cannot remember if it was the book called You Are Stuck by Derek, D-O-E-P-K-E-R, or if it was The Angry Therapist by John Kim, but both of those books were significant in my transformation, in my personal development. So I'd highly recommend them. But in one of those books, I got to a chapter where it talked about how we oftentimes take ownership of things that we shouldn't. And it gave the example of how there was a story. And it was about this, I think it was a Buddhist monk And he would walk through this village every single day. And in this village, there would be different people selling different things like fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, you know, woven baskets, all kinds of stuff. And this Buddhist monk would walk through the village every day. And at one of the booths with someone selling something, this man would shout insults to the Buddhist monk every single day. He would call him names. He would make fun of him. And he was just really mean and nasty towards this Buddhist monk. But the Buddhist monk never paid him any attention. He never responded. He never looked at him. He never did anything in regards to, you know, hearing whatever he was hearing from this man. So over time, it became very frustrating for this man because he was technically being ignored, right? He was saying all of these things to this Buddhist monk, hoping to get a reaction um, for whatever reason, and he was never getting it. So one of the days when the Buddhist monk walked through the village, he shouted to him, hey, I scream at you every day. I make fun of you. I shout names at you. And you never, ever respond. Why is that? And for the first time, the Buddhist monk answered him and gave him his attention. And he said, when someone tries to give you a gift and you decline, to whom does the gift belong? 
When I read that in the book a few years ago, it blew my mind. It was one of those life-changing moments. It hit at just the right time and just the right space with my mindset ready to absorb it. And it really changed so much for me in my life because in that moment, I realized the same thing that this Buddhist monk had said. If someone tries to give you a gift and you decline it, to whom does the gift belong? It belongs to the person who is holding it if you decline it. And the way that I related this into my life at the time was like all of the times that I would take ownership of things that I didn't even want. Okay, so like this a great example, sorry, I'm like over here stuttering, <laughs> but a great example of this that I can give you is let's say my husband would come home from work and maybe he had had a bad day and I had had a good day and he comes in and he is stressed. He's full of anxiety. He wants to talk about how, you know, work was really, really rough today and explain all the reasons why. In the past, I would have made it my responsibility to make him feel better. And also, I would have taken ownership of his mood, his demeanor. So have you ever been around someone, like maybe you're in a great mood, and then you get around someone, and they say, oh my gosh, and they're complaining about everything. And then you're like, well, now I'm upset. Like you made me upset. You've made me mad. Um, I was in a great mood until you were in a bad mood. And, you know, and they might say, why are you yelling at me? Or why are you in a cranky mood now? Like I'm the one that had a bad day. And you're like, yeah, but you brought it home and it's all your fault that now I'm grumpy. Thanks a lot. If you've ever found yourself doing that, this is exactly what I mean. You are taking ownership for something you do not have to take ownership of, okay? Now, if you've done something to someone or you are thinking some sort of thought, feeling some type of feeling, um, you know, getting some kind of result in your life, yes, there is a piece of us where we have to really say, okay, where am I um, responsible for this, right? Because you're always creating your life. And in the same way, when you take ownership of someone else's emotions, someone else's experiences, and you make them your own, you are taking ownership of something that is not yours to take responsibility of. If your husband or wife or significant other or mom or dad or child or anybody comes into an environment that you're in, and their mood instantly makes your mood go down, you've taken ownership of something that wasn't yours, okay? It's the same, the same way that this applies is if someone says something to you, like maybe, hey, you're looking a little tired today. Are you feeling okay? And maybe the reason that you look the way that you do is simply because today you decided I'm not going to put on makeup. That's pretty typical for women, right? We decide maybe, maybe today's not the day I want to wear makeup. And then you see someone that doesn't see you all the time and they're like, hey, are you feeling okay? You're looking a little sick. I remember that happened to me um, a few times in high school and I would get so offended because I would think, oh my God, it's just because I'm not wearing makeup, not because I'm sick. Okay, but it would ruin my whole day. And in that moment, it's exactly what goes back to this story of the village and the Buddha, right? They handed me a quote unquote gift, which was simply just words and simply just a question like, hey, you're looking a little tired today. Are you feeling okay? 
And then I basically took their gift, okay? Their gift is their words, their question. And I owned it, which created my emotion. I owned their words. I didn't just say, oh no, you know, I don't have makeup on today. I'm feeling great. You know, instead, I took what they said and I... I let it fester. And then what it began to do was like, I guess I should wear makeup every day because apparently I look awful without it. Or apparently I look sick without it. Or I guess people don't think that I'm pretty without makeup on. Or I guess, you know, and it it creates this whole spiral of negative emotion and then it can even ruin your day if you let it. And my point of today's episode is that if that's happening to you at any point in your life, you have to ask yourself, where am I taking ownership for something that's not mine? Where am I letting someone else's mood affect mine? Because that's taking the gift. I don't even want the gift. I want to be in a good mood. But my husband, my mom, my dad, my child, my sister, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, they were in a bad mood. And now I suddenly am in a bad mood because they were. And I feel like I need to fix it. And I feel like I can't fix it. And so now I'm in a bad mood. That's taking the gift. It doesn't belong to you. It's theirs. Their emotion is theirs. But when you decide that you're going to adopt it, aka take the gift, you've now owned something that you didn't have to. You're now creating yourself Um, suffering, right? Because that was not yours to own. And when you take ownership of things that are not yours to own, then comes the next level of you either have the self-suffering in your life or you have to take it a step further and say, you know what? I own this. I owned that I let someone else destroy my mood or make me feel a certain way, which is impossible. Nobody can make you feel anything without your consent and without your own thoughts. And that's where we have to take responsibility. That's where our responsibility really comes into play. Okay. Because nobody can make you feel anything without your permission. And you really want to be mindful of all of the things in life that you're owning. If someone says, you know, hey, you're looking really good. It looks like you filled out. You might take those words and think, oh, so they think that I look fat. Okay. And maybe that's not even what they said. But you took their words and you made it mean this whole other thing. Or you made it, you allowed it to affect your mood. You took ownership of what they had going on in their own mind, right? Even if they didn't even mean it in an insulting way. So we have to be mindful of this. Where are you taking ownership for things in your life that are actually not yours? Where do you take on someone else's stress? Where do you take on someone else's anxiety? Where do you let words affect you so much that it really ruins your day or your week or your month or your relationship with them? Where do you take ownership? Because if you can recognize where you're taking ownership, then you can release yourself of it. So what this looks like for me is when my husband comes home from work, maybe in a bad mood, he hasn't had the best of days for whatever reason, I just let him be in his mood. I don't make it mean anything about me. I do not decide to jump in that pool with him and be in a bad mood also. 
And I realize, you guys, it can be very difficult, right? If someone's in a bad mood and their tone is bad and they're being, you know, they're answering your questions in kind of a smart aleck tone because they're in a bad mood, it's very easy to own it. And then you go into fighting mode. You go into, well, you know what? You don't need to treat me that way. Now I'm in a bad mood. Thank you. But doing that means you owned it. You took their mood and you made it a part of yours. You accepted the gift. They provided the gift of sharing their emotion. They went to hand you the package and said, hey, do you want to be in this package with me? And you either say yes or no. Okay? And they might not physically ask, obviously, or like literally ask, but that's what is happening. When you allow someone else's experience to become your own, you took ownership. You like they handed you the gift. They they put it out in front of you. You grabbed it and you said, yeah, I think that I'll accept this gift as well. I think since you're grumpy, I'll be grumpy too. I think since you're stressed, I'll be stressed too. I think since you're full of anxiety, I'll be full of anxiety too. Now remember that emotions our energy. So I completely understand that whenever someone comes into your environment and they feel a certain way, you physically start to feel like you feel that way too. Okay. But part of the reason that is happening is because of what you're thinking about their behavior, what you're thinking about their mood. And it creates that mood within you. Like if you're like, they shouldn't be grumpy or they shouldn't talk to me that way or they shouldn't X, Y, Z. And you start to feel bad or anxious or stressed because they're feeling that way. Well, you've taken the gift. And now the environment feels extra icky because with our feelings, we put out an energy. And it's usually the energy that you can cut the tension with a knife if it's a negative emotion. Now, negative emotion is not bad. You're not going to die if you have a negative emotion. And that's why a part of the reason I just, if someone around me is in a bad mood, I I actually go to my tools, my life coaching tools, right? And I remember that just because I'm in someone's presence whenever they speak words to me, or just because I'm in the energy of their emotion when they're around me, doesn't mean I have to accept the gift and make it my own state of being. And that relieves me of a lot of self-suffering, okay? A lot of my, my own creation of like pain or frustration or anger. Because I really used to become very upset when I was hunky-dory and in a great mood. And then I People would come into my environment, you know, home from work, home from school, um, or just having a bad day and they would come in and I would feel like my entire being weighed a thousand more pounds because I, I wanted to hurry and make them feel better. I wanted them to figure it out on their own so that I didn't have to feel sad because I felt like it was their fault. If they were in a bad mood and it created my mood going down, then it felt like it's all their fault when really I wasn't, what I was doing in that moment was taking ownership of their state of being, making it my own, and then not taking responsibility for how I was making myself feel. And that's where we get ourselves in a whole mess of trouble. 
is that we adopt people's words and we make it mean something about us. We accept the gift. You know, if someone says to you, and this is terrible, but if someone, even growing up as a kid, if someone, you know, had said to you, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to get that job. You're, you're never going to be wealthy. You're never going to achieve your dream of owning your own business. You're never going to become a doctor. You're never going to be able to make it through college. If you believe any of those things, anything, anything that I maybe didn't even mention, something that someone has told you, where did you own it? Did you own it? And did you then take ownership of it and never try? Did you never try anything new, going to college, trying the business? Because someone in your life said words and you took ownership of it. You really have to become aware of that. So what my challenge is for you this week and moving forward, once you hear this episode, is notice when people are around you, when you start to absorb what they're experiencing. When you are in a great mood and then somebody comes home to you and they start complaining or they're grumpy and you start feeling yourself pulling yourself into their mood like, oh God, I'm getting grumpy too because I wish that they would not be like this and I wish that they would be different. That means they're extending the gift and you're in the middle of taking it. You don't have to take it. You can fully support someone else's emotional experience without taking ownership and making it yours. You can simply say, I, it sounds like you've had a very rough day. I'm really sorry that you've had such a bad day. And if they're yelling at you because they've had a bad day, you can also set boundaries. Go listen to For the Love of Boundaries. It's one, it's like number five, episode number five of this podcast, I think, very, very early on. And you can say, listen, I, I, it sounds like you've had a really bad day and I'm sorry that your day at work was awful, but I didn't do anything. So you don't have to yell at me, you know, you can, but you can tell me all about it. You know, you can set boundaries with people. You don't have to jump into their pool of misery with them to make them feel better. And a lot of times that's what they're looking for. We as humans, we want to feel better. And we also love when people feel our emotions because then we can justify why we're feeling that way. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this alone. So let me drag someone else into my anxiety. Let me drag someone else into my depression. Let me drag, you know, somebody else. It's very unintentional. It's just a part of the human experience. We don't want to feel alone in our negative emotions. So if multiple people can feel the same negative emotion, we oftentimes feel better because then we're like oh well it's not just me it's them too you know we can kind of what do they say birds of a feather flock together and a lot of time the demeanor of your five closest friends is also going to be the demeanor and behavior you have as well and that's because we like commonalities and and that's also why you guys when you start to grow like when you're listening to this podcast or I see this a lot in coaching when you start um elevating your energy, elevating your mind, sometimes it's really hard for your friends and family. Like they might say things to you like, you're changing. I don't understand why you're so different or, you know, you're, you're acting brand new or you're acting like you're too good for everybody else. And what they're actually communicating is that there's a difference in your all's energies now. Like they used to be able to hand you the gifts and you would accept them. And now you have so much self-awareness that you have up-leveled your energy 
And when they try to hand you the gift, it, it falls to the floor. It never, they never get to give you the gift. You never accept it. And that becomes insulting for them, right? You think about in real life, like if you go to hand somebody a gift and they don't even grab it and as you go to hand it off, it falls to the floor, you're going to be probably pretty offended because it's like, dang, you don't even want this? Like what the heck? And we do that with our emotions, right? We go to try and, and bring someone into our emotional state so we don't feel as alone. And then when they drop it to the floor, we feel like, oh, Suddenly you're too good to feel blah, blah, blah. Suddenly you're, you're not going to be the way you've always been your entire life. Like what's, what's wrong with you? What's happened to you? And it can be really hard for the people that love you most and are around you the most. I went through this a lot, you know, like feeling like um, relationships changed a bit. Relationships shifted a little bit. And I'm still great friends and I still have like great friends with my friends and um, still have really great relationships in my life, but they are different because my mind has changed so much through coaching. My mind has changed so much. I don't know why I can't talk very well. It's like every word is sloshing together, Um, but my mind has shifted so much through personal development. And sometimes people have a hard time with that. So just know that in this journey of growing and becoming more self-aware, which is what this podcast is all about, like you, you really are always in control of your own life. And it's the moments where you're not, right, where you feel like you're not because maybe a bunch of external things are happening around you that you really can't control. But you're always in control of what is happening inside of you. You're always in control of that. Nobody can take that from you at the end of the day when it comes to your mind and your emotional state, okay? Nobody nobody has that power except for you. So if you're being affected by something that someone else has done to you or is doing to you um, or something in your environment that you feel like, I, I can't control all of my circumstances. I can control some of them, but not all of them. At the end of the day, what you can control is your mind and your feelings about it, which creates everything else. It's what creates what what you do in your life and what results you're getting in your life, okay? So I hope this episode was helpful, and I will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Bye.